Hey everybody, what you are about to listen to is an episode of Am I Dying? Here at Offscript, we've taken the Am I Dying show, put a twist on it, and created the new Is It Serious podcast with Dr. Mark Lewis and Dr. Jean-Luc Neptune. Think of it this way. The Am I Dying docs discuss lots of symptoms, while the Is It Serious docs answer lots of questions. And all of the episodes are here on this feed for your listening pleasure. For new episodes, don't forget to subscribe, and thanks for listening. We got on a tangent there, but whatever. <laughs> Hopefully there's a little more banter in there for you to use. <laughs> She's like, this is the most stupid, boring thing I've ever heard. And he's actually citing Mad Magazine as a scientific reference. <laughs> See, Mark, you start us on these friggin' tangents, and then I've got to like find our way back. From Offscript Media, this is Am I Dying? A conversational podcast about your symptoms and what to do next. I'm Dr. Chris Kelly. And I'm Dr. Mark Eisenberg. We're doctors who just happen to be close friends and we're ready to answer the vital question. Should you chill out or freak out? Hey everyone, welcome to the show today. We are going to be talking about your skin, the most beautiful part of your body. Actually, isn't isn't the skin the biggest organ in your body? Maybe for you. Particularly you. (laughs) (laughs) Certainly by surface area and weight. And actually, you know what? By any measurement, the skin is the biggest organ in the body. Do you remember remember when you were like in second grade and everyone would be pointing at you yelling, your epidermis is showing? (laughs) Uh, Yes, I think so. Hmm. But I knew what an epidermis was. My parents are both doctors. Ah. No confusion there. Yeah. I'd be more concerned if my dermis was showing. So you guys talked about epidermis at the dinner table? So many different things, and it was basically just my parents telling each other medical horror stories for an hour while I sat there and ate my ziti, mm. understanding maybe every tenth word that went by. But somehow in all of that, I did figure out what an epidermis was, and that showing it wasn't so bad. Ah, anyway, so now we're going to be talking about skin screening. Yeah, so let's talk about the skin. So the skin, the epidermis, as you might call it if you're medically inclined – covers the whole body, obviously. It covers the whole scalp under your hair and all sorts of problems can happen to it. And I feel like our gender in particular, Mark, really doesn't pay it its proper due. Are you kidding? I'm always looking at my own epidermis. <laughs> are you just gazing at yourself in general <laughs> or are you concerned about the health of your skin in particular? Yeah, that's, that's a good That's a good point. I'm just gazing. Yeah. So, so for us, it's a little less of an issue uh, because we're indoors all day long and my baseline skin color is translucent. Mm-hmm. But for people who actually get to go outdoors and see the sun during the day, paying attention to your skin and looking out for dangerous skin growths or moles that are transforming and putting on sunscreen are issues that really matter. So that's basically mm-hmm. everyone out there. Mark, do you put on sunscreen on a regular Every basis? Every day. Uh, you know, I really? was told my first year of medical school, uh, after you take a shower in the morning uh, or wash your face in the morning, just throw on sunscreen. I mean, I just put on moisturizer that has like 10 SPF 10, which isn't that much, but it's still mm-hmm. fine in the winter, you know, because you're outside. But I always I always put on the uh, put on sunscreen year round. Yeah. And when obviously in the summer, I up it to like 30 or above. And on the arms every day when no, you're just my face. short sleeves. I never wear. Are you kidding <laughs> Because I'm from New Jersey, is that why you think I wear short sleeves? <laughs> yeah, basically. I uh, you have the, you wear don't you wear like a cut off white coat and jeans to work? Of course I do. No, I'm like covered. Every part of my body is covered except my face. I see. Yeah, 
Uh, that's a good idea, and that's actually what doctors recommend. You should be wearing sunscreen every single yeah. day, even but in the let's, winter. Let's uh, let's and, get into and, the and, and even when it's raining out, when it's cloudy. Are you telling me that you can get a sunburn when it's cloudy? Well, the, the, the issue with sunscreen is it's not necessarily the sunburn. We're all worried about melanoma. Yes, melanoma. Why don't you tell the kind people exactly what a melanoma is? So melanoma is the most dangerous, deadly skin cancer. And, you know, uh, clearly people want to avoid ever getting it. And the best way to avoid getting it is to actually wear sunscreen so it doesn't put you at risk. Uh, and also uh, get checked by a dermatologist because uh, if you do have any initial melanoma, it can be you know biopsied and taken out before it becomes a problem and spreads. So melanoma is named for the cell that it comes from a melanocyte. The melanocytes are the cells in your skin that generate pigment. And if you have darker skin color, you have more melanocytes generating more pigment. If like Mark and myself, you are ghastly, ghouly, pale and white, you mm. have relatively fewer melanocytes. That, that sounds like my match.com profile. <laughs> Come meet a pasty ghoul <laughs> from the Upper West Side. Um, so, so those, those melanocytes are, are always there. They're always making pigment. When you get a sunburn, they make more pigment. That's why your skin actually darkens when you get a tan. Mm -hmm. And if you keep provoking the melanocytes like that, then eventually they can mutate and form into melanomas, which yeah. are melanocyte tumors. So those are obviously, as, as Mark said, not something you want. In fact, among the skin cancers, they're the worst one and they can be very deadly. I, I don't know about you, Mark, but I've certainly in my own internal medicine training, I've seen a lot of uh, metastatic melanoma and it's, it's not pretty. No, and especially because it happens a lot more in younger people. Yeah. Uh, it can spread to the brain. It can spread to the heart. It can cause all kinds of problems. So it's something you definitely want to avoid. Yeah, so I, think the, I, think, I think the numbers are 22 out of 100,000 people each year develop melanoma. Yeah. So the best thing to do is obviously prevent melanoma, not have it and not need to look for it. And as Mark says, the best thing there is to wear sunscreen and try to stay out of the sun. Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting. I think most people vastly underestimate the amount of sunscreen that they need. So it's not only enough to convince them when they need to put on sunscreen, you actually have to lather on enough to actually work. And mm -hmm. Mark, what would you estimate is the amount of sunscreen you need to put on your body to get good coverage? And, and this is a beach day. I just spray it on myself. <laughs> so one tube per day. <laughs> no. <laughs> so they say it's about a shot glass worth of sunscreen. Mm -hmm. So that's, a lot, that's to cover your whole body once on a beach day. I think that's a lot more than most people use. I don't know about you, but in my family, we would always have, you know, a bucket of sunscreen bottles that had been accumulating over the years. The ink on the bottle fading, the graphics from the 1960s, that, that should not be. In fact, a bottle of sunscreen should last a family just a week or two in the yeah. summer if everyone's applying enough each time and reapplying uh, every couple hours during the day. Yeah, that's the thing. You do have to reapply, especially if you go into a pool or a beach. So I think the current recommendation is actually you should reapply every two to three hours during the mm -hmm. day. So that means that if you're out having a beach day, you're probably putting on sunscreen at least four or five times. Yeah. So use enough sunscreen, cover your whole body, make sure it's SPF 30, at least SPF 30. If you're putting on SPF 5, you may as well really not be putting much on at all, especially if you're planning to be out in the sun for a prolonged period of time. 
after I've told everybody I use SPF 10 in my moisturizer. So you're saying I've been wasting my time for the last few decades. But you're outside for about, what, 10 minutes total per day? Walking from the subway to work? No, lately I've been walking 40 blocks a, a day each way to work. Hmm. Probably not in direct sunlight. But that's the, the truth. Time. It's like at seven fifteen in the morning and then after six PM. So <laughs> have you seen the sun anytime recently? <laughs> not in months. <laughs> so so yeah, if you're having minimal sun exposure, then probably mm-hmm. what you're doing is fine. If you're gonna be out in the sun all day working in your backyard, gardening, out at the beach, uh, out for a bike ride or a hike, you gotta make sure that you wear enough sunscreen, a shot glass worth to cover your entire body every two to three hours. I'm definitely guilty of in, inadequate coverage, I must mm. say. So that's sunscreen. And now I just heard the word inadequate when you were saying, but anyway, go on. <laughs> that resonates with you, doesn't it? <laughs> so that's how much sunscreen you need to use. But what if you notice that despite being a total boy or girl scout with sunscreen, you still have something on your skin that just doesn't quite, quite look right, wasn't there before, you're concerned it could be a melanoma. How can you tell? If something is likely to be a melanoma or just an innocent mole, stick with us. We will be right back and we'll go through everything you need to know. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome back. In the first segment, we talked about the sun and its potential effects on the body. We talked about melanoma, which is a tumor of the pigment-producing cells in the skin. And we talked about the fact that you really do need to use quite a bit of sunscreen to reduce your risk of sunburns and melanomas. So in this next part, we're going to be talking about how to tell if something that you see on your skin is a melanoma. And really, the the best thing is actually for you not to be the one making that determination at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, You should be getting screened periodically. I don't know, Mark, as a doctor, I, I feel like most people know about how often they should get screened for certain cancers like colon cancer or breast cancer, you know, every 10 years with the colonoscopy, every one or two years with a mammogram. But do you know off the top of your head how often you're supposed to get screened for a skin cancer? No, I think it also depends on um, whether you have a family history, whether you're fair skinned, you know, whether you actually like your dermatologist. <laughs> exactly. So, so there's not, as far as I understand it, a uniform recommendation for everybody. But yeah. if you're in the high risk category for the reasons that you mentioned, uh, family history of melanoma, very light skin, red hair, out in the sun a lot. If you take chronic immune suppression for a autoimmune disease or transplant, or if you're just a white man over the age of 50, is that you, Mark? <laughs> I was going to say not yet, but I'm not no, sure. Soon enough. Then yeah. you should be getting screened probably yearly, if not um, – you know, slightly, slightly more or less than that. And basically a dermatologist should examine your entire skin surface, including where the sun does not shine using a special uh, magnifying scope and uh, light 
and that will help them determine if there's any evidence of melanoma anywhere. And if they find anything that's suspicious, they're probably going to do a shave biopsy, take it off and look at it under a microscope and see if there's anything that suggests melanoma. So when you say screening, you mean go to a doctor, not have like your medical students search your whole body. (laughs) I wouldn't recommend it. Um, Actually, the the dean of the medical school has specifically said they don't recommend it. (laughs) Yeah, if you just have some random friend that comes over and offers to screen you for melanoma, I mean, I guess if you want to take your clothes off together, that's totally cool, but I wouldn't consider that an effective screening technique. No, but definitely melanoma is a perfect example of something that can kill people, and it's totally treatable if caught early. So clearly, if uh, you notice any uh, new spot on your body or a spot that's evolving or changing, and we're going to get to what the things you should be looking for, you should be seeing your doctor and getting, uh, getting a really obviously good screening. So Mark, walk our listeners through the signs that they should be looking out for if they think that they have something that could be a melanoma on their skin. Gotcha. So again, um, if you have a lesion on your skin that's definitely new or you just noticed it, the first thing you should do is take a picture of it because uh, then you could actually... What if it's in a sensitive spot and I do not want to take <laughs> a worried, picture of that? <laughs> and you're worried someone's going to email it to all your friends? Well, I mean, it's yeah. just easier for you to look at. But yeah, it's all about the ABCs. Do you remember learning your ABCs when you were in, I don't know, when did it's, you learn them? When you were in the fourth grade? Yeah, middle school. And it sounds familiar, yes. Yeah. So a, it's all about ABCs when it comes to melanoma. Okay. What, what does that mean? So there's specific things we look for that makes a a lesion on your body suspicious. And it's A, B, C, D, E is a mnemonic, the way to remember it. So why don't we start with A? What do you think A stands for? You must know what A stands for, right? Awfully ugly. (laughs) Yes, your uh, spelling was always the the best. Anyway, so A stands for asymmetry. So if you have a lesion on your body and it's not a perfect circle, let's say you put a line in the middle and one side looks different than the other side, you can't fold it on himself in the picture, then that's a little worrisome. So asymmetry is A. Should we get to B? So a perfectly round birthmark is probably okay. Something looks like it's been streaked across my skin. That's not so good. Yes. Okay. B for... Border. Border irregularity. So again, if you look at the border, particularly if you take a picture of it and, you know, expand it, uh, and the border seems irregular, like jagged, that also can be uh, suspicious that it's something uh, more than just a, a mole. So not sh- not sharply defined from the regular skin, in other words. Yeah, definitely not sharply defined. So B, okay. border irregular. Okay. C. C is for color. Color. So what's a good color? I thought they were all just brown and blackish. No, if you look at it carefully, especially if it's varied color, it's very worrisome. So if it's part black, part beige, part gray, part blue, if it has multiple different shades, it can be really concerning. So multiple colors within the same lesion. Yes. Okay. Should we get to D? D, D is for diameter. Don't kill me, please. Okay. D, <laughs> D is, is for, for diameter. So, so how big it is. Yeah. So uh, it's always about size. So if it's uh, greater than six Unfortunately millim- for you. <laughs> so if it's greater than six millimeters, then I think it you can be that. concerning. Huh? <laughs> N- nothing. I-, I was just saying that greater than six millimeters has historically not been an issue for you, right? <laughs> Um, We're going to shock all our uh, grandmothers listening to us out there. <laughs> hey, so if it's and another rule of thumb is if you could take a pencil and you can cover it with the eraser, pencil eraser, it's likely not that concerning. So, but is a pencil eraser six millimeters? 
What do I look like? I don't know. I haven't, I haven't used a pencil since the <laughs> SAT. Someone with a doctorate degree. I don't know. <laughs> okay. So if if you if a pencil completely covers it up and there's nothing peeking out the sides, that's reassuring. The pencil It's eraser. reassuring, definitely. And E stands for evolution if it starts to look different. So let's say you take a picture of it now and then you take a picture of it in a month and it looks different or it's bigger, um, then that's actually extremely concerning and you should definitely see your doctor. Is it – relevant if the lesion is in a place that is not really sun exposed no you could have a melanoma anywhere right so if you have a melanoma under your where you would wear shorts or in your armpit or something that's really just not out in the sun that that does not make it uh not a melanoma Uh, no that's why uh when you go to a dermatologist they check every part of your body it's not Mm -hmm. that because they're nosy you know they're actually checking every part of your body actually one of the <laughs> do, biggest do people risks- think that they're dermatologists are just nosy <laughs> why are you why are you bothering me why, why are you it's looking like at my back that you go way to a doctor for you know you go to a doctor for a sore throat and they do like a rectal exam on you. but anyway the uh the truth is uh some of the people at highest risk of getting melanomas later in life are sunburns when you were much younger so mm-hmm. at least two bad sunburns before the age of i think 10 actually really put you at risk so you know for which all is really know, a bummer because i i feel like i shouldn't be held responsible for things that i did before 10. well actually would you hold your parents responsible they should have put sunblock on you <laughs> right i mean if i committed a crime at age nine that record would be expunged by now but that's true a sunburn but... because i was being stupid and my parents weren't paying attention i've got to pay for all these decades later yeah actually your parents should have taught you manners back then too to be honest <laughs> should parents be putting sunscreen on their kids every single day of course well, yeah. it's a running outside and playing. I mean, if you know, if it's a Sunday and you're staying home all day and it's pouring outside, no. But mm-hmm. you know, if you're outside playing kickball, mm-hmm. you know, can you get a sunburn through a glass window? Um, yes. Are you sure about that? Uh, I think so. I mean, actually, don't they say that people who drive cars uh, to work every day, it turns out the side of their face that was exposed to like the, the, the sun actually has more wrinkles. So I, I'm pretty sure that the glass filters out the UV light and, and basically eliminates the risk of a sunburn. I actually learned that uh, from a mad magazine correction. Once when I was a teenager, the uh, article initially said that the Pope was getting a sunburn in the Pope mobile and mad magazine had to subsequently issue a correction that that was not physically possible because UV rays do not pass through the glass of the Pope mobile, which I thought was interesting and then verified later. Maybe the Pope mobile glass is like 12 inches thick. <laughs> um, I think the problem uh, with driving is if you roll the window down and you'll have your arm hanging out. Mm. And as a result, you're getting a sunscreen uh, or <laughs> you're getting a sunburn on your arm because it's out in the sun. And as a result, you're not protected. Didn't you once get your uh, arm caught on a tree when, yeah. you were, when you were driving by at 70 miles per hour? Uh, no, thank you. I know. That's actually not funny. Um, yeah. So I, I think that you get a pretty good <laughs> – Maybe it's a little funny. Bizarre joke. <laughs> I think that you – get a decent amount of protection from the sun, uh, from the glass in the car. Of note, I think the windshield provides much more protection than the side windows, which are a little more variable. Well, and, that's what I was referring to in the side of your face that gets more wrinkles. Yeah. So if you are driving every single day in the sun uh, on one side, I, I guess if you're 
you know, driving with the, the east on your left side, then you might consider wearing sunscreen. But you should probably be putting sunscreen on every morning anyway. Well, I think that covers everything a person could possibly need or want to know about skin cancer and melanoma. I, for one, will be lathering on the SPF 100 tomorrow morning before I leave the house. And Mark, I recommend you do the same. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe, leave a review, follow us on social, and tell all your friends to listen. Am I Dying is a production of Offscript Media. Our executive producer is Matthew Zachary. Andrew McDowell is our senior producer. Karen Lee is our production manager. Darren Tun is our production intern. Am I Dying is recorded, mixed, and edited by Ariel Nachman. For advertising and media inquiries, email media at offscript.com. Hit us up at contact at offscript.com to share comments and feedback. For more information, visit offscript.com. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.